Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. It you go without saying, I'm your host, Andrew Lewis, and it is NBA Finals time. We're here. Well, most of us are here. It's um, very exciting. And the NBA Finals start on Friday, Australian time. And as we all predicted, um, it will be the Denver Nuggets from the West and the Miami Heat from the East. I'm sure we all had that. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the our, uh, our doctor of section of the NBA, Dan Shea, is on assignment this week, but um, is unable to join us. But I'm sure we will be able to carry on uh, bravely in his absence. But he is here in spirit. Always. He is. Um, he from the podcast. You can't comp this. And hopefully, the owner of some very much appreciating getting worth more money. That's what that means. Caleb Martin, rookie cards. Adam Amy, how are you doing, Adam? I'm fantastic. And I tell you what, I don't think I've got any Caleb Martins because I don't think his rookie cards actually got the rookie shield on it. But I can tell you that the cards are up 900% over the last two weeks. 900%? Yowzers. Where, yes. did they, where did they all come from? I heard today that they had something like, they've got like seven undrafted players on their roster. I don't think Martin's one of them. So, but it's crazy. I mean, everyone had this, didn't we? We all had, we all had the Miami Heat getting into the, winning the East. We all had this. Uh, yeah, it was, it was obvious, wasn't it? I think if, if you, I think absolutely, if you go back and listen to our podcast from the start of the class, <laughs> we're like, yeah, Miami are going to, Miami are getting out of the East. I, I yeah I, I believe I believe Miami furious agreement about that. My uh, Miami are getting was followed very closely by swept in the first round. I believe was the prediction. <laughs> <laughs> there, um, there, there may or may not have been the word gentlemen's included in that. To possibly. to our defence, we might have we might have had Miami winning a game. Oh look, look! I don't think I gave them that much credit. I think I may have used the phrase "making up the numbers." So, um, and they, they certainly are. They're making up the numbers in the top two right now. So it's, it, we're, we're now, at the pointy end. So the first, the number one seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets, and the number eight seed, the first ever playing team, and only the second ever eight seed make it to the NBA Finals. Um, for all our... Nick fans listening, that should put a smile on their face because the Knicks were the only other team who were the eighth seed um, to make it to the NBA Finals. That was in a season that was 50 games long and included one of the most egregious refereeing decisions in NBA history, Larry Johnson's four-point play against yeah. the Indiana Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. The continuation by which all continuations will be measured and judged against. And um, they went up against the Tim Duncan, Duncan, uh, David Robinson, Avery Johnson, Sean Elliott, Mario Eli Spurs, Deidre Gaze, Spurs. <laughs> yeah, in the Gaze era of Spurs, of the Spurs. That's right. The and, Andrew uh, Gaze era. Five. They did. We'll get back to the NBA Finals in a second, but it's been a, and a very eventful playoffs. We've had some crazy games. We've had a team come back from 3 nothing down in the Eastern Conference Finals and then losing Game 7 in the first minute of the game. I think it's fair to say once Tatum rolled his ankle that um, things were not that looking up it, yeah. for the Boston Celtics. For sure. um, to be fair, they missed a trick, I think, the Celtics, because they had all the Boston Red Sox 2004 stuff on the Jumbotron and all that sort of stuff. They should have had something in reserve. So as soon as someone got injured, they would put the Kurt Schilling with the blood through the sock <laughs> there, so just like, oh, this is meant to be, and that would have kept everyone on even keel. But um, the Heat, right throughout games five, uh, four, five, and six, um, had the Celtics right where they wanted them. Um, uh, in all seriousness, an amazing performance by the Miami Heat, who lost the first playing game to the Atlanta Hawks by double digits, were behind in the second playing game against the Chicago Bulls in the final quarter of that game. So they were about nine minutes away from not even making the playoffs. And then 
pretty much all they did they did gentleman sweep the yeah. team with the best record in the, the NBA um, with perhaps the best player in the NBA although we might probably arguably we'll we'll, we'll three stick weeks with, later. with arguably um so I want to talk about that because that was that was the first hot button talk radio morning show radio talking uh, point of the NBA playoffs, and that was um, the Heat the Heat beating the Bucks in five, and Giannis's struggles um, in that series. He was hurt. He I think he missed most of game one, which is a game he got hurt, and then all of game two and game three, and then. Didn't he, he was incredibly in hurt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was incredibly hurt, but there was a lot of reaction um, about Anas not uh, carrying his team against an eight seed who barely made it to the playoffs. I mean, I think I think the Miami Heat form line has um, held up pretty well since that series. Yeah. Um, but I just want to, you know, I think there's a lot of discussion in the uh, punditry about real culture. Yeah, and that is, you know, we we tend to elevate players based on their ability to get a ring. Um, so, you know, guys like Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Chris Webber, those type of guys um, have always had that mark against them because they never got the ring. Whether yeah. it was, you know, regardless of, you know, how they played, you know. Mm. In the most important games, guys like Carmelo and Chris Webber have a relevant reputation for shrinking for the moment, but um, you know some of the other players, somewhat unfairly, maybe um, got that rep through things that weren't entirely in their control. But anyway, that's yeah. not what I we 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 do talk about that a lot uh, with regards to to trading cards. Anyway, with with regards to what does a championship mean to their hobby value? So it's not it doesn't go unrecognized, and uh, and. Yeah, I mean, the, it's an the interesting focus way is obviously of, on the prize, right? It's an interesting way of sort of judging, you know, a sort of quantifiable way of mm. judging how that effect that ring culture has. Um, yeah. Because there's actual monetary value associated um, with that success. So, yeah. um, not being an expert in this area, but, you know, certain players, um, that, like, like let's, let's take, for example, Anthony Davis. Um, that title in 2020 with the Lakers. Um, what happened to what I would imagine were already reasonably valuable rookie cards or, or Anthony Davis cards over the course yeah. of the journey. Yep. You it's got interesting a, you to see that the way those prices plummeted after he kept yep. getting injured in, 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 in seasons thereafter, though. Yeah. So it seems like it can be a little fickle, but you do get that sort of instant yeah. feedback as to what a championship can mean to a player's reputation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, I'm as a Phoenix Suns fan. I'm pretty sure I could remember Giannis getting a championship. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Giannis was one hurt just before that final series, and two was incredible. Uh, my recollection is he dropped a 50 point game to close out the series in Milwaukee in Game Six, a game um, I'm not particularly unproud. Um, to say that I didn't watch a single minute of live because <laughs> I knew what was going to happen after Game Five, where things may have been broken in my house by me. Um, that was that was less. That was twenty-two months ago. It was like July twenty twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, it was not long that, ago. That, not that long ago that at all. That was long ago, but they get they get beat by the Heat in five. And I just thinking about this is is it about the players who just have these you know who who who's left who has a spotless reputation. And it seems like nowadays winning even one championship, you mentioned Anthony Davis, it was not the best player on his championship team, was, but I would argue he's probably the most important player on his championship Agreed. Team. Agreed with that. Yeah. Um, but then something comes up later on and suddenly his stock plummets. Um, yeah. Quite, you know, quite literally. Um, mm. And there was a lot of reaction as to Giannis, despite the fact in game five, in a game he played hurt, yes, he missed 13 free throws, but he did. He, he, he did. He did score thirty-eight points and grabbed twenty rebounds. Giannis um, at eighty percent. Giannis at sixty percent is yeah. better than most players in the league. So, what are you? What are you going to do? Are you going to going to arrest him and, and get there, destroyed? There, or even if you weren't overly critical of Giannis 
mm. and his leadership of that team and his status as the alpha dog in that series, considering, you know, Jimmy Butler's maybe one of the alpha dogs in the whole league in terms of how he acts. But he, still, he certainly wasn't getting a free pass from anyone for that series. No. Which led me to think, you know, Giannis got his chip. Embiid does, you know, the, the, he's forever going to be compared with Embiid and Jokic. You know why? Yeah. You know, Robinson and Ewing and Olajuwon all get compared to each other. Um, and I was thinking, what we really don't have is ring culture. What we have is dynasty culture, because you only get there's actually only one player in the NBA at the moment who has like percent approval. Yeah. Rate. I mean, other than Chief Butler right now, and I would suggest that if he has a bad, a bad NBA Finals or that he had lost to Boston in Game 7, that that yeah, price would start Yeah, would just, the would fans start coming and up. the, the, the news articles, the narratives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, any player who has a 100% approval rating in the NBA is Steph Curry. Ironically, really, when you're champ, talking think- of, but you're talking about dynasties, right? And the, the, only, yeah. the only place that this isn't this this championship chasing or ring chasing mentality is the only actual yeah. dynasty that's still alive in the NBA. Yeah, and the only guy who gets a, the only guy who's an A lister, you know, is an absolute yeah. superstar who, who gets the credit um, for mm. that dynasty is Steph, despite the fact yeah. that it takes Dre, it takes Steve Kerr, two of those it takes four championships. Yeah, but he had Durant for two of those four championships, but. Durant was one who was chasing rings, despite yep. the fact Durant won the two MVP finals MVPs for those. For those. So if we go back, you know, last year, Steph yep. and all those other years. But we look at the other years recently. Recency bias. Ah, oh, we love Giannis, it. Giannis, no free pass for him for the last three. So he's got to, he's got to, he's got to win more championships before he gets to the, you know, so many credits in the bank that he's above criticism. LeBron is the ultimate never above criticism guy because of how he operates and how he, you know, always does you know, unashamedly what's best for him. And that's a discussion we have <laughs> about what LeBron's going to do and all that sort of stuff. Kawhi gets no credit despite he, he came close, but Kawhi gets no credit because of sort of his injury history after the leaving Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you've got the Warriors championship. You've got that other LeBron championship. Tim Duncan won five championships. The last guy to like a hundred percent approval rating by winning one championship is just like there's no more criticism of him. Was Dirk Nowitzki? Yeah. Everything was forgiven once Dirk won the championship. It might have had something to do with who they beat. You know that particularly in that first Heat season, the Heat were like they were the awesome. villains that the Memphis Grizzlies want to be this year. Yes. You know? They yes. want to be the Grizzlies is like pretend compared to how everyone hated the Miami Heat that first Heat season. Yeah, when they got the the Heatles together, um, but you know, I can't think of anyone else um, who has achieved that hundred percent approval rating and has been above criticism after finally getting the money after winning one championship the way Nowitzki has. So yeah. I think that's where we are, and I think Giannis is going to have to win another one. And you know what? If we all think. If everything goes the way we think it's going to go over the next three weeks, and Jokic wins a title, um, as much as you know, everybody loves Nikola Jokic except for the Morris twins. Uh, um, he's going to have to go and do it again. Yeah, he's going to have to go around again. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if he has a bad playoff series, or if it's like, oh, Murray gets hurt again, or one of the pieces, one of the other his role players gets hurt and they're not as good mm. and they don't win a championship, it's, it's going to be like. Well, come on, Jokic. Where's your triple-double now? You know, all that sort of stuff. So that was my point. Is it just um, getting that ridiculous right it, now? Yeah. Is it is it just getting to the point where it's just like, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. If you lose, then you'll be judged as a loser. Like, that's... Like, we're seeing coaches get sacked after, like, really, really good deep playoff runs and then... One year they the bar they don't they don't meet quite where they they were supposed to get and the coach is gone and why is it the coach's now, fault? If anybody if anyone's listening um, at the moment and they're not completely au fait with the English Premier League, 
You just, you just need to. You think that all oh, the NBA coaches are getting sacked too often. You just need to like Google English Premier League and Chelsea and Watford. Um, because I think they play football with a round ball, right? Liverpool have the, yeah, yeah. Liverpool have yeah. the longest serving manager in the Premier League at the moment. He was appointed in October 2015, so he has not. He's been there like nearly eight years. That's, that's a pretty good run. And. And um, the next longest is the co- the man- manager of Manchester City, who was I think was appointed in like June 2016. So he's been there like seven years. Okay. And in that time, I think Chelsea have had 15 managers and Watford about the same. Now Chelsea are very good because they've got money, and Watford are up and down, and now they're not in the Premier League. But yes, um, yeah, it is it is getting ridiculous. The other thing is coming from an AFL um, culture mm. is that this is true of both the Premier League and the NBA and has been true for the NBA a while. It's like there's 10 or 15 coaches who'll just move around from team. Oh, Nate McMillan's coaching them now. Oh, that's where Terry Stotts is. Um, where is, which biggest staff yeah. is that? Yeah. Uh, um, where are the Morris twins? <laughs> Sorry. Monty Williams <laughs> is another one. You know, they're up uh, somewhere. Doc's about to, if you believe the rumors about to coach his fourth team. Oh, sorry. 15. So, um, yeah. And, you know, Stop considering going to how it's, uh, we, we might have to, we, we might have to just retire talking about the NBA on this part of Phoenix. Hope, <laughs> do, hope, hope, Phoenix. Hi, Taking it We're sitting here two years ago hiatus. after Doc left the Clippers. <laughs> Yeah, saying, look, he needs to go and have a year off, and then he walks straight into the Philadelphia job where it was everything you expected to get it from a top team you got. Um, and you know they blew another three two. He blew another three two lead. Um, no, the two the two the two people Phoenix can do anything this year. They can hire anyone as long as Doc Rivers and Kyrie Irving are not involved. That's fine. And as yeah. Long Devin Booker is involved. If they trade Devin Booker, way or come they to the dark side. Doc, come to the dark they side. They trade the Irving. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, thank you. I'll just I'll find an Eastern Conference team to because um, I mean the the most the team to hop on the bandwagon now is the San Antonio Spurs. The the most predictable lottery result since Ewing got the first, the Dicks got the first one for Ewing in 1985. Always, Ewing is always going to San Antonio, and I hate those guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be crying when I put them in the eighth seed next season in the Western Conference after they sign Austin Reeves. Um, uh... That brings me on to an interesting point. I have a bone to pick with the Podfather because I my, I had the I had the um I had the honor or dishonor of listening to his latest pod with Adam Rosillo where he railed against the new collective bargaining agreement and I want to offer I want to offer a, a, a rant slash rebuttal to that on the new CBA now um for those who don't know what's in the new collective bargaining agreement, it includes a number of highly punitive measures for teams that are above a, a second luxury tax limit. So there is a salary floor, um, which teams like San Antonio and Houston barely pay. Yep. And then there's a salary cap, for which I, 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 don't re- I don't really have any understanding of why that number exists. Why there is a salary cap? Because it seems to be a meaningless number. I just seems to be there seems to be some slight restrictions that 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 come into it. One one you get over the salary cap, as in you just can't sign a free agent. Yeah. Someone if you don't have salary cap room, but there are but you can get that player some other way. Um, there are exemptions a, and yeah yeah, we, yeah, and then there is a there is a luxury tax where when you start paying over that you you have to pay. A tax that money is then redistributed to clubs who don't pay the luxury tax. So if you're the Which makes complete Golden sense. State Warriors, the twenty million dollars you pay over the luxury tax, so you can so you can keep your nucleus together, that gets you know 
Charlotte gets a bit of that money and the Spurs get a bit of money and Detroit gets a bit of all the bad teams. Orlando, who don't, who have young nucleuses that they don't pay mm-hmm. um, a bit of that money. And they want to introduce... So that, that will remain the same, I think. But the, this second tier above the luxury tax where a number of extra measures um, come into it. Now, from my understanding, those extra measures are um, you can't trade uh, future first-round draft picks. Okay. Um, if you're above the second, what they're calling the second apron, um, the, I, I think um, they thought that second okay. up and mitt would sound silly. Um, that, that was that was a joke. That's all right. That's, That's all right. This whole, it sounds like now they're introducing levels, this whole, whole bargaining agreement yeah. sounds like a joke. So. Yeah. And then if you're above the second apron, in any trade, you can't increase salary. So you have to trade for someone who is at exactly the same salary or the package has to be exactly the same salary. Yeah. Or you have to reduce your salary, right? Okay. And then you also don't get like any of the mid-level tax exceptions. So basically, once you're over that second, if you're going to sign anyone extra because you need to fill in your roster and you don't have enough players, you have to sign players to league minimum. Is this, is this to allow Boston to sign um, Tatum and Brown to... No, no. Bill Simmons' argument was that... Um, Basically, his his analogy was it's gonna this is the this is gonna turn into the Hollywood system where you have two stars you build a movie around and then the rest of them, uh, that guys, and you can have your two stars, but you're only gonna have once you pay Tatum and Brown 105 million dollars a year, um, you're only gonna have like 70 million dollars to fill out the rest of your roster, and for this reason, Boston can't re-sign Grant Williams. Yeah. Was the, the that is the literal complaint um, he made? Wait, wait, wait! They, they, they probably don't want to re-sign Grant Williams. They want to re-sign Derek White. Yeah, just but, saying. But anyway, uh, they can re-sign Grant Williams. They can go above the second apron. There's just a bunch of things they're not able to do if they do that, right? Correct. So they can't. They can't sign Grant Williams and then trade him for someone who gets paid more. Yep. What's the problem with that? There is no problem. There is no problem. They can't trade their draft picks. Well, you're going to need them if you can't sign veterans on the mid-level exception. You're going to have to yeah, rebuild true, true, the rest true. of your roster through the draft, doing mm-hmm. you a favor. But I know from things he said over the course of the journey, Bill likes the NBA when there is a very, very strong elite and, you know, like the bottom of the league is like the 73 Sixers and the 1993 Mavericks and the 97 Nuggets. And, you know, yeah. ooh, they won 11 games this year. So with the way the NBA is going, you know, the reasonably meaningless regular season, which, you know, if we needed any more evidence of the fact that there is just huge sections of the regular season we shouldn't pay any attention to, it was, you know, March, April, Denver Nuggets. Um Yes, where they basically were just like, we, we know where we're going to finish up. We're good. Yeah. yeah. But this is going to even out the league more often. If if the Golden State Warriors are silly enough um, to sign Jordan Poole on a massive extension, then they should have to trade him for, like, some beans if they want to re-sign <laughs> Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and keep the nucleus together. No, what? But, no one would pay beans for Poole at the moment. They can keep those guys together. No one's stopping them, paying them. They just mm-hmm. can't do these other things if they're above the apron. And so be it. Yeah. So they can't get, you know, even better again. That's fine. Boston yeah. have been in the Eastern Conference Finals four of the last five seasons. Yeah. Golden State have won four of the last eight championships. Why are we... I'm trying to keep those teams up. These teams to get even better. You know, yeah. giving them additional picks, exceptions they? to, yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, well, it's, yeah, it's unfair. With it. Let's see, let's see what happens. Having said anything, you know, if it, it, it the the Phoenix hierarchy extra motivation to find a way to turn Chris Paul and DeAndre, three or four really nice role players, you know, rim runner. I uh, work the trade machine a little bit. So, Chris Paul is cursed, you know. That's fine. He, He's like he the Froggit. The magical, magical kingdom. You know, there needs to be some sort of deal that involves Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr. and, and Paul, and, and then we'll be, like we'll be fine. 
They could even have like a condition second round draft pick. We don't have any first round draft picks, so they're all in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, no. You 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 got a Kevin Durant. Kevin and hopefully next season we will have him for a lot longer. By the way, Suns took two games off the Nuggets, which which could not the best be said. so far. <laughs> the Minnesota and the Los Angeles Lakers. Also, congratulations. Nuggets are the first team ever to win the NBA It Should Go Without Sun trophy because they beat all three of our teams on the road to the NBA Finals. So, that is well impressive. Done. They beat Dan's Tipple Wolves, my sons, and, and your Lakers. Um, even giving you the gentleman's sweep, that was indelicate. But um, Oh, look, I'm glad they ripped the band. LeBron is... Contemplating LeBron got a little tired there. Well, apparently. No, apparently. no, no. He's just so selling a narrative. He's going to play with crazy his Crazy season. Where is he going to play with this stuff? Just whoever drafts it, whoever drafts him? That's what he said. Yeah. He's also said yeah. that it might not be what Bronny wants. So, fair, fair, fair. And fair. he's happy with that. So, I mean, if, if that was the case, Bronny would be the first ever NBA player to tell us, to tell LeBron no. He'd be the first uh, per- person in NBA history to tell LeBron no. What was the crazy aspect of the Lakers season? The you got to from 2 and 10, or the. Cavill kind of auditioning courtside NBA stars <laughs> sitting, sitting there for the Lakers in the house. Oh, look, it's Trey Young. Oh, look, it's Kyrie Irving. The celebrity spotting in LA is not is not uh, a new practice. It was nice to see Jack as per as per usual. But uh, look, the 2-10 the, the start to the season and where we finished, uh, nothing but uh, happy with the season because I thought this was going to be the biggest train wreck um, and we, we threw the wrong Russell off the train and we got a decent Russell back. Now, I'm not going to say he's, he's an answer because I don't. I think in the playoffs he, he, he was very, very ordinary um, to the point that he was out of the rotation. Like, he didn't even start a couple of games. Like, D'Angelo... I don't know. D'Angelo is what he is. He's never going to be that A1 superstar, but he's a solid role player on a team with star potential. Do you think LeBron's already sort of like kidding him out for trades? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he has been. Yes. I mean, when when Golden State lost to Rant, they got Russell back basically in order to trade. So, did you see? Did you see on Twitter when um, was it Twitter or IG? Whatever. When uh, Rob Polenka came out and said, we're going to really try hard to keep this young core together. And Kyle Kuzma tweeted, yeah, heard that before. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they're going to try and keep Rui Hachimura and they're going to try and keep Austin Reeves. Well, I mean, they played well. They played very well. um, Hachimura after he arrived and Reeves got better as the season went on. Um, you know, Reeves seems more like this sort of um, Laker that yeah. Laker fans time try, tend to get attached to. Um, Caruso 2.0. A little bit like that, yeah. Um, probably a little bit more offensively talented um, than yes. Alex Caruso. But not as um, defensively talented. You're going to keep that, they keep that core together of certainly Reeves plus LeBron and Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis once again is proving that um, for his entire time in LA, he's been the most important Laker. Yeah, for sure. Um, Russell's, D'Angelo's an interesting one because I think he's sort of, while not bringing as much to the table but not taking as much off the table, is sort of a version of what I think LeBron wanted from Westbrook in terms of giving him the sort of break from the load in the regular season now. Yeah. Um, LeBron and AD, you know, brought it during the playoffs. They, they, you know, by any classification or description, going to the Western Conference Finals is a run. And um, they, they, they didn't miss any games. They didn't take any nights off. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, I mean, it, yeah, showed, I it showed towards the end on LeBron. But I think yeah. Anthony Davis is still an absolute beast when he plays. Mm. And and the usual level of commentary that's 
surrounds LeBron was you know some ridiculous stuff about him. I mean, first of all, no, no one should be compared really to Jordan. It's an comparison. But then he's just like, well, LeBron's doing this in year 20. Well, you know, he never played in college. You know, those seasons are shorter and they have fewer games than players often. They don't play as regularly. It's, it's, biggest it's, just un, it's, di- it's not just unfair, but it's disrespectful to a, to, yeah. a, to a champion of the game to continue. Have, have the debate. Have the debate, but not now. Like when LeBron's all said and done, compare your apples to your oranges and do what you need to do. But how about just sit back and watch LeBron play? That's mm. it. Let him let him play the rest of his career out. Have a go at him about flopping on the odd occasion, or be it pretty much every night. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like whinge about him not getting back on defense. But realize that he brings a lot to that to to the team, and he he's earned every dollar that he's been paid in Los Angeles, and he he brought them a championship. I mean, to be fair, I mean, he did bring them a championship. Um, but to be fair, considering how he's taken care of his business in terms of where he needs where he where he's gone and moved teams, mm-hmm. he's probably left money on the table because of that. If he had just yeah. stayed, you know, if he had just decided in two thousand seven to stay at Cleveland, no matter. what, what and grab the maximum paycheck yeah at all times um he would have he would he certainly would have earned a higher average yearly salary he'd probably be out of the league um (laughs) (laughs) some of those Cavs teams were pretty bad not great but he made them competitive so they would have been caught where um it's yeah where a lot of teams are now in the sort of mid-range so but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I no, just it's, I, they'd I like, be where Philly are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, a team that a team that gets you to fifty wins and gets you in, and wins you a playoff round, but can't be relied on any further than that. So, yeah. So we had this crazy NBA season where you had, you know, no team wins sixty games. Um, the craziest part I found the, was 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 the trade period. Well, I mean, there was a point there. In, I feel like it was late December, early January, where Durant was reeling off this incredible six or seven week stretch of you know, hurt. But two weeks before the where, season started, Kyrie wanted out, Durant wanted out. It was like, and then it went quiet. Yeah, but then, and they went and played basketball. Yeah, and they all started playing, and Durant did what Durant does, flirting with a yeah, like a sixty forty ninety season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it ended up being like a 56-40-90 season. Uh, and then, and, and we were all saying, we were all we're like, this is great. We are all like, look how good they are. Kyrie's going to do something. Yeah. And what happened a week and a half before the trade deadline, Kyrie said, I'm done, I want out. And in the space of seven, eight days, Brooklyn blew it all up. And replaced it with a team that, in retrospect, won about forty percent of their games are to the traps. Yep. Um, but are really easy to like. And I'm not just saying because my favourite former Phoenix Suns players are on the team. Yeah. Um, no, but it was it. They, Cam Johnson, but, they're a lot of fun. The Brooklyn Nets now are a lot more fun, rather than this um, constructed to win, to have a crack at a title. That's what they were. Yeah, and they've got the sort of salary. Mm-hmm. This was really important in the Kyrie trade that they 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 did the Lakers option, I believe, because they wanted they didn't want to pay one expiring contract for another expiring contract. Yeah, they wanted to, to their write their cap situation. They wanted yep. guys under contract through next season. Yep. So um, that makes sense. They eventually got that from Dallas, and now they've got a whole bunch of guys whose salary whose salary profiles are like. They can put together a three for one trade now if someone becomes available. They now, can they can they most, can get what they need if they if they yeah if the other player's interested. Yeah. Feels like most it feels like like two thirds of the superstars in the NBA have played for Brooklyn over the last two years. But <laughs> um but yeah, you know, some like a Doncic became like I want to leave here. They'd be able to put together some sort of deal. They have a relationship now with Dallas. Um. 
Well, that's an interesting one. Dallas did not finish the season very well, and 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 no. after two games, it was Kyrie's amazing for Dallas, and now it's not so much. As it always goes, Brooklyn is certainly closer to Manhattan than Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> if Embiid decided he wanted to leave, Brooklyn and Philadelphia have traded before. Um, yeah, and we don't know if there's some other unhappy superstar pop up from somewhere else. So, wonder if they decided to, you know, put together a five for one deal for someone like Damian Lillard. Mm. So, who knows? But they do have a lot of flexibility because they've got a lot of these like t these these contracts that pay their players between twelve and nineteen million dollars a year, which means yeah. you can put them together. And they've got a Lots ton of draft of picks. Flexible pieces. You put all these draft picks. picks together, put these picks and things together and a team that wants to blow it up moving past an unhappy superstar, Brooklyn is like, we 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 what would you like to order from the menu? So Yeah. 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 They're in that position now. So Brooklyn was one of the crazy aspects of the season. Um the Lakers starting so slowly and then managing to after having traded a bunch of nice role players for Russell Westbrook, managed to trade Russell Westbrook for a bunch of nice role players. So yes. it was a nice was little a experiment. Very, very... You basically got back to where you were in the bubble with a, with a team of a Correct. very similar profile. It was Austin Reeves instead of Contavious yep. Caldwell Pope and, you know, Rui Hachimura instead of Alex Crusoe. And, yeah. Um, no, I, all I, those sort I, of I things. Um, Dwight Howard would have made the difference. To what? I'm not sure. But... Um, <laughs> We had um, 10 teams in the West win 40 games, but only two win 50 games. So the Memphis Grizzlies won 51 games, and they were the second seed. And the Oklahoma City Thunder were 11 games behind them, and they were the 10th seed. Um, the t- also, four, 10 40-win teams in the Eastern Conference. There was one team that won under 22 games. That was the Pistons who decided, it feels like 10 minutes into the season, to shut down their best player. Um, and they did not get the number one pick. They, they, they're the ones who fell out, weren't they? They didn't get... Yeah, they got yeah, like, of like fifth. That's, that, that's literally karma. That's what you get for tanking. Sorry, but... Mm. By Detroit. So... Yeah, it was... I don't know. It was a weird a weird season. It, it, it feels very chalk and cheese, like the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Yeah. And, and yeah, after the blur that was the trade deadline, it, it was like looking at all these new rosters and the, like the finish to the season was crazy. So the, the best team in the Western Conference for like the first 40 games was the New Orleans Pelicans, and then they didn't win a game in the second half of the season, it felt like. Um, yep. The Clippers tended to do what they do every season. Um, we kept waiting for the Golden State Warriors to come together, and they never did. And when then once the season was over, one you know a, a round later than I thought it was going to be because of one of the transcendent Game 7 performances ever by one of the 10 or 11 best players in the history of the league in Steph Curry. But I I feel pretty com I feel pretty I feel pretty good about my prognostication at the start of the playoffs that the Warriors were done. Yes. Um and I, and I feel like if Fox hadn't hurt his hurt himself in that series, they they might have still been done in that series. Yeah. Sacramento are gonna be good next season though. Keep it together, but again they'll be tempted to make a move. Um and to top it all off now in this crazy season, we have a Miami Heat team in the NBA Finals who conceded more points in the regular season than they scored. Yeah. They were, they were atrocious in the regular season. Yeah. They won 44 games, but... When they lost, they lost. Yeah. They're in the NBA Finals. Let me repeat that. They conceded more points than they scored. And then they looked like... Absolutely, that every part of that team through the two playing games... And then once they secured the eight seed, they turned into, into a nightmare. It was the York Knicks. It, I don't know what to say. I yeah. That said, I feel like they're going to go back to their their old habits of uh, uh, giving up more points than they score when it comes to the finals. <laughs> Well, their recent record against Denver is terrible. Yes, this isn't an underdog thing for Jimmy Buckets. This is this is David versus Goliath. Yeah, I think Rony Cycli might have been playing for the Heat the last time they beat Denver. Wow. Um, maybe yeah. Glenn Rice. Um, 
It's been a while. It hasn't been that long, but it's been a it's while. It's been a minute, yeah. And here we are. Here we are after the Heat have just done what they've just done. And everyone's still like, no, this is... This, this. What we got wrong was not the fact they're going to turn into a pumpkin. What we got wrong was when midnight was going to strike. Correct. And we're absolutely all positive that's going to happen now. It is 11.59 on the clock in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like p.m., it's not a.m. When we did the podcast a few weeks ago, and just like it was we're 11. in the wrong time zone. We are in the wrong time zone. Well, it wasn't 11.59 when they were going to play it. It wasn't 11.59 when they were going to play the next. We all thought they were going to play the next. They but we certainly didn't think we certainly thought it was eleven fifty nine when the Eastern Conference Finals started. They won Game One in Boston, and they won Game Two in Boston. I mean, that's another aspect. Of this crazy season is. I feel like my preseason, my preseason about Boston ended up being vindicated. That those guys were a bit of a mess. Yeah, they got some stuff sorted out. So, anyway, so here we are. NBA Finals starts Friday, and. It's going to be four now. games of good basketball. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we know we at... know they don't like gentlemen sweeps. We know they don't to the Lakers. So the Nuggets, they lost five of the five of their last seven. <laughs> they had a five losses in six streak. Also in March, just not include that where their single win was against the Pistons. Who I think we've established weren't trying to win. So they won there. They were 33 and 13 after they beat the Pacers on January the 20th. And from that point on, they went 20 and 16. So they were, they were just a shade above 500 um, for the second half of the season. They, 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 when yeah. they beat the Pacers, they, they had finished a nine. But they were cruising. They, they, they could see the standing. And they just decided to cruise. Yeah. Yep. Um, in that in that in that patch at the end of the season, um, after the after the All Star break, when the All Star break, they were forty one and eighteen. Then went twelve and eleven. Um, after the All Star break, their uh, their losses included losses to San Antonio, Detroit, um, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and the Jazz. Remember, the no, Pelicans were on top of the Western Conference at a point through the year. Not on, not on the 30th of March. No, they were not. <laughs> yeah. And they lost to them by 19. Oh, they boy. They scored 80 points that night. Um, yeah. Since then, they have gone 12 and 3, which sounds a lot more like the Denver Nuggets that we knew in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a player who... Um, the Denver Nuggets, who a lot of casual basketball fans won't know, but now that they're in the NBA Finals, um, and it's the Nuggets and the Heat rather than the Lakers and the Celtics, um, they're going to discover this guy. Um, his, his name is he's Nikola Jokic. Now, this season he only averaged 24 and a half, 12 and 10. Is that all? Uh, yeah. That's why he didn't get the MVP. Three percent from the field. That's why he yeah, didn't he get 60, the MVP. Sixty-three. Not good enough. Eighty-two splits. <laughs> and then the playoffs. Pretty ordinary playoffs. His playoff numbers this season. He's averaging thirty, thirteen, and ten. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Well, 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 well yeah. And he's what? He's going to try and win a finals MVP on those kind of numbers. But he's, he's only shooting 54% from the field in the playoffs. But he's shooting 47% no from three. No one they call him um, Joker. What a 78% joke. free throw. Um, I, am, I am married to someone who doesn't think that anyone should ever miss a free throw. Wow. But, yeah. But um, my wife's reaction to anyone missing a shot at goal in football is... How can you miss? The goals are so enormous and there's no goalkeeper. Okay. So. 30-13-10! In the playoffs! Um, And that's that's their main guy, right? 
Yeah, that's the main guy. That is the that's... main guy. It's not just Denver's main guy. That's the whole league's main guy. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to you, all casual fans, to Nikola Jokic. The answer to the question, if you could play with one guy in the history of the sport, who to play with <laughs> in terms of maybe the most fun guy ever to be a teammate of. All right. Now, they're not bad stats, let's be real. But this guy's support <laughs> cast. Yep. Have you heard of a guy called Jamal Murray? J- Jamal Murray. The Now, I have. Jamal Murray is everything we want in an NBA stat. Yep. Right? When we talk about the ring culture, dynasty culture thing, sort of thing, this is a guy who, when the playoffs, this guy becomes better. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the number of players in the history of the league who play at Murray's level who do that? It's very minimal. The numbers get better in the playoffs. It's like 15 guys. Yeah. And Not 15%, all, it's 15 like, guys. They're all the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about Robert Ory, right? You know, Big shot, Bob. Absolutely clutch, huge, vital cog in like seven or eight championship teams, right? But yep. not a, you know, Jamal Murray has a 50-point playoff game. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, you know, proper all-stars. Robert Ory was never an all-star. See, this is, this is and, I, and I, I hate to go back to the LA series because this is a very painful series for me. But the Lakers, Jokic killed them in the first game, and Anthony Davis was irrelevant. The second game, well, not irrelevant, dropped 40, but it just wasn't enough. They needed to slow the Joker. They discovered Hachimura. They're like, we're, we're going to have the Joker on lockdown. He's not going to be as effective. Games two and three, Murray drops 37 and 37. Yeah. And just says, oh, by the way, the Joker's not alone this year. He's got support. And and Denver, I tell you what, their their roster is um it's terrifying how deep these guys this team is. I made the joke when I was watching that 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 Western Conference final saying the problem is Contavious Caldwell Pope's playing on the wrong team this time. And I didn't like that guy. But he gives you a three and D. He's he's a good voice. He's- He's like he's taking the torch from um, Denny Green as yeah. like the like the three and D guy you want who has the like the championship pedigree. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's um, it's it's phenomenal. If you can get that a guy like that, um, into your starting lineup as the fifth option. Yeah, well, the starting lineup. I think think about this. Starting lineup is Murray, KCP, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. Right. Oh, That's we haven't even spoken top... about Porter Jr. Yeah. So, Porter Jr., the guy who, on this podcast, a few years ago, I said, I argued maybe he was the most important player in the league to winning a championship. I was probably a little early. A little overzealous. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's not... Yeah, no. You're not... not that's all you that's... do bad at the moment. Um, they were able to grab Bruce Brown. They've got Uncle Jeff Green. Um. They've got a really nice eight-man rotation. They've managed to keep it together, which is, you know... And they've got all no the injuries. The and how everyone's got injury, yeah. So, you know, I mean, they were due for this, though. I mean, considering what happened to Murray the last two years... They you know, have earned this, and, and they deserve it. I it's hard have, to uh, begrudge them, the, um, sorry, the, hard to begrudge them the, playoff, the uh, injury fortune that they've had this year correct. compared to other teams because correct. they've been hit by... Um, the, the injury bug at the worst possible times to the worst possible players. But it um, is like, the, but the Nuggets have. It's always been Jokic throwing whoever's around him on his back and and going into yeah. battle. This time, Jokic is just going in and he's got support. This is, this is, this is got to be Denver's time. Anyway, absolutely. And because you know, said, I'm going to pick Miami in six, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I said, game game to have. Someone like Corbell Pope coming to your starting lineup and mm. give you, you know, forty-two percent from three during the, during the season. Um, he doesn't have to give you much else other than that, really. No, other than be able to, you know, 
be a and because of his size, um, his ability to switch. You know, he's just a very he's, very good NBA professional starting rotation level guy. So, um, but last last four seasons, so the Lakers title season, and then the season after his season in Washington and his season in Denver. From three, 38%, 41%, 39%, 42%. That's insane. You do that, um, playing 70 games a season, averaging 10 points a game, um, while being able to more than hold your own at the defensive end um, mm. and be a, a, an additive player at that end, you are going to continue to have a productive NBA career. You're damn right, and um, and you're going to have good teams wanting to sign you so they can put you in good situations. So, True. I I thought there would have been numerous times over the last few years since um, Caldwell Pope was included in the Russell Westbrook trade that Laker fans would have been like, you know what, now would be a good time to have Caldwell Pope on our team. Yep, he would have been handy. My recollection is he was yep. pretty good in the bubble. He didn't just—he wasn't just one of those no, guys. Was who was along for the ride. He was an important part of that championship team. So, and I think he's going to be an important part of the 2023 championship team. So, um, the story about Miami is how they keep fighting these guys. They, yeah, it's just—it just keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah. So, stat of the day is. Um, Pat Riley's 19th NBA Finals as a player, coach, or executive. So that's just under one in every four NBA Finals has included Pat Riley of involvement at some level. And some that's, not, if you in, that's, that's not included the year I, like between the Lakers and the Knicks where he w- was on like the uh, MC crew. Um, so when they got all these... Udonis Haslam in, in season number uh, 20. 300. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> and then, of course, the crazy thing is Tyler Hero would have been their best young player, everyone would have thought. You know, had a very good first season, not so great second mm. season, very good this season. Well, he could break his hand in the first game of the playoffs and hasn't, we haven't seen him since. They're targeting nope. a game three return. Um, so, if Hero comes um, back and is the difference, that would be funny. It would be. And they've got nothing out of Oladipo pretty much since he arrived. Um, and, you know, we thought that Larry was washed up for certain stages during the season. He's playing his 17th season. He just keeps um, going. But they've got this stuff out of Gabe Vincent and Cameron, Max Struess. And then they get Kevin Love off waivers. Um, Kevin Love has once again yeah, made the they NBA might, they, you know. Haywood Highsmith, Cody Zeller. I mean, this is just not, a, this is not an impressive list of household names. But this team, that, again, conceded more points than they scored in the regular season. They, but they, um, they love it. They love being the underdog. Jimmy Butler thrives on this. Spolstra, I guarantee you, is, is feeding off it. But I just think Denver's got too much quality. Talking about guy, we're we talking about Murray. About guys mm. who are better in the playoffs. So career career numbers for Butler, regular yeah. season, <laughs> eighteen points, five rebounds, four assists, um, fifty forty seven thirty two, eighty four percent splits. Right. Playoff career average, 21, 6 and 5, 30, and, and then he's, he's 46, 35, 83% splits. <laughs> and in Miami, it's, he's 25, 7 and 6. Um, and, and, and also, you know, he was, um, has been proven to have been right about the Philadelphia situation. <laughs> He also uh, apparently has like, uh, signed for a trademark. He's also signed. A, he's yeah. also applied for a trademark on Himmy buckets. Him, not Jim. Himmy. Yeah. 
Kimi Buckets because he's got he's got a clothing brand and I don't know sports drinks or something coming out. Having said that, having said that, we would have thought going to the Eastern Conference Finals that they would go as far as Butler would draft them, and, and he did win the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals, but he almost lost it. To, he almost got beat by Caleb Martin. That is uh, insane. It's just it's insanity. It's, it's so. Do you know what? I think I think it wouldn't think surprise we, me if the what? Miami Heat win because of how the the overarching craziness of this season. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you could be surprised because on paper this is this is this is four zip of one. So 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 no doubt about it. As as but we said it at the start of the season. The I, I had the Nuggets. I had the Nuggets. I've had the Nuggets all year. As much as I would love the Lakers to win the title, healthy yeah. Jokic, healthy Murray, like healthy roster, you, no one is beating this Denver team in seven games. And they've had that. They've had the health. So yeah, I you know I think so, and I think I think I I can't remember who I had winning. The West at the start of the season. The end of the season. I think I might have had the Nuggets. I don't know. I think I might have had the Nuggets at the start of the season, but I might have hopped off. Um, I think you had it. Yeah, something like Phoenix and Phoenix and Denver in the West or something. And I had Phoenix and Denver. I, th- uh, I don't think I had Phoenix before the Durant trade. I I I, I got excited, and I think I was entitled to get excited. <laughs> I will be ex- depending on what happens. Um, with our roster and our coaching staff next season, my aforementioned, I don't want these guys. Doc, Doc and Kyrie join them. <laughs> I don't want them in Arizona, let alone Phoenix. Um, I don't want them in the state. I don't. I don't think I want them in Nevada, New Mexico. Introduce in mask laws and yeah. introduce mask laws in uh, Phoenix. Too. They can Kyrie. play for. They if they both sign with Maccabee Tel Aviv, that would be great. Although I don't think Kyrie's got much chance of signing there. Um, but. Uh, you know, Denver have been yeah, you know, a few years since they got to the conference finals in the bubble. Yeah, um, and they deserve a championship. After everything they've done, they do. They're, yeah. they're here, and this is their best chance. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to walk back my support for Embiid winning the MVP. Um, I am. Oh wait, I think no, you probably. I was, I was in the, the best player in the regular season. Yeah, but. I don't know. Can you read those Joker stats off again? And I'll have something to say about that. <laughs> Which ones? I know, like, right? He's only one of two players in history to have a have a thirty point triple double on a hundred percent shooting. Mind blown. Yeah. Can, the, yeah. Yeah. He is that yeah. good. The, he is that good. The, yeah. Although, as far as um, the television coverage goes. I do believe there are petitions going around that Boston and LA should play off for third just to get the TV ratings up. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. This difficult thing is going to be about the TV ratings for these casual fans. Um, you understand there's a guy who plays for the Miami Heat named Nikola Jovic? There's a what? Oh, there's a, there's a Jovic. There's a Jovic. Nikola Jovic plays for the Miami, Miami Heat. Heat. I, remember, I remember that after the draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's and he's English. That's hilarious. Nikola Jovic, he's like born in Leicester, so he hasn't had a good couple of weeks because Leicester City just got relegated from the Premier League. Um, he has played. He played. Actually, start. He actually started eight games in the regular season. Um, he played. <laughs> you start. Eight Miami games were pretty one. bad. He started eight games and only played another seven. Oh boy, injury, man. <laughs> He's played, um, he's played a grand total of eleven in the playoffs. So, you know what that means? He's in the finals MVP. He's gonna be the latest next Miami. Lock it in. Come out of nowhere, like Novich. Novich. Lock it in. I forget his name. Jovich. I was calling him Novich. This, it's late. Um, Nikola Jovich. Um, okay. So, um, let's um, let's put our um, things on the line. Proverbials. Um, who in how many games and who's the MVP? Because there's a little scratch of what this series is going to be. The the uh, the finals MVP will be uh, Nikola Jokic. 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 The one that plays <laughs> for Denver. 
the one yep. with the that, that had okay stats for the year. Um, yep. I think he'll he'll go all right in the finals. Um, as for the scoreline, I think the Nuggets will take it at home in a five. Okay, uh, to hell with it. Heat in seven, and uh, Duncan Robinson's going to win the finals MVP. <laughs> Caleb Martin. So what I'm going to do is edit that. So it's just uh, whichever one. And then we'll do the... Go through know, the like whole... The, the, Victor Oladipo is going to win finals. Graham and the Colonel... Yeah, the Graham and the Colonel... Um, Ready for the Kyle Lowry run? Yep, let's get it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find it hard to go past um, Nuggets in five with Jokic. So I think, I think it's... I, think it's, I just... This, is, this could I be a podcast This could be a podcast I don't see Miami winning a game first. at Denver. This is this is yeah. do do you and I agree on the finals MVP yes. and the scoreline? The scoreline because I can't see Miami winning a game in Denver, and if yeah, it was the old um, two three two, then I could see it getting to a game six. But um, yeah, Miami right. just too Miami good. Lost two or three games in Miami to Boston at home. Mm. They lost. They lost a game. To, I think they lost. They lost certainly lost a game to New York in their series yeah. in Miami. Yeah. So I don't think they have got a great. They certainly Look, don't. I mean, no one has the home court that Denver has. But there is uh, there is a reason that when we do our preseason every year, we talk about the best in conference and the least in conference, and this <laughs> is going to be absolutely. just that. It has absolutely nothing to do. With the fact that all three of us barrack for teams in the Western Conference. In the West at all, no. Yeah, so, anyway. But yes, um, Jimmy Butler's about to find out he's not in Kansas anymore. He's not in Kansas. He's, um, he, he's Hemi Buckets, but it's going to be... Um, he's going to be more like him and Cricket in this series, unfortunately. Hemi Cricket, he's cooked. Um, okay. That, that doesn't work. Um, anyway, so game five, game one. Friday Australian time. I hate how the games are so spaced out. And it's three days. It's like three days between. Having... But no game on the end either. It's, it's Saturday it's or Sunday terrible. game our time. So... Yeah, so there is a, I think there is a Sunday game against game five. So might might be able to watch Denver hoist Larry O'Brien trophy and Jokic can ride onto the right onto the court in his with his horse in the in the harness. He did when hang he got on, his two on. MVPs. Is one, of the, so. uh, is one of those the Queen's birthday weekend? Are we getting the, the we Queen's not, Monday, we stopped having Sorry, the King's the birthday. Queen's My not bad. Birthdays anymore. Um, King's birthday. Um, Smarty oh, pants. Some, someone's sad. Damn it! About the queen, yep. queen not having any birthdays yep. anymore. Why um, sad about the Queen and the King? Damn it, it's actually the Tuesday. Yep. So, after after is the game the game that we're talking about is when it's I all gonna be over. Yeah. yeah. So game five is on the Tuesday, game four is on the Saturday. So that'll be I've got time. time. I'll I'll ask I remember us I remember us watching um an NBA finals game on the Monarch's birthday many years ago because it normally falls around that time, but um and if it goes seven, it's like the it's like nineteenth of June, which is almost three weeks from now. So, and then if it NBA, goes seven, get your get your thermals because hell is freezing over. Hell is freezing over. It is it, it is unheating. In, yes. Um, the underworld. Yes, all the heat is in Miami. There is none anywhere else. Wow, no, nah, that's not happening. Then. Give that man his finals MVP. You're still going to be podcasting weekly through the NBA Finals on You Can't Comp This? Yes, we are. We, we, we have been the occasional bonus episode. We've been going a bit over time and splitting it up to make it sort of nice little servings. So sometimes it'll the pot will drop Monday. Sometimes it'll drop Monday and Thursday. But there'll be at least one pot a week through the, uh, through the NBA playoffs. And I do believe Caleb Martin is on the docket for this week. Very good. So if you want to know exactly whether it's 901% it's gone up or 891, that exact information. We uh, we might be at Jordan Poole status by that, by oof. then. 
Who knows? Is that good or bad? This that stage? is good. He went from like a, a $20 card to a 1000 and there are a lot of sad people that bought it for a thousand. I can tell you that because it's back to the yeah. Anyway, it's not quite back to the twenty dollars it was at, but fair enough. Out the five hundred. You want to know anyway. what's going on in basketball cards and the hobby industry? You, you can tell I know a lot about. Um, tune in. You can't comp this, and you can find the podcast wherever you wherever you find good podcasts, and also where you find the terrible ones. They're all in the same place. Um, yes. And you've got your Facebook and your Twitter, and we've got sorry, all of the all bits, the socials, all of all the, the socials. socials. So, we, this podcast is on Twitter, but um, we're not the 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 Chinese Communist Party haven't let us on TikTok, so um, we'll just have to deal with that. I can't believe my co-host let me make TikToks. That was funny. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm about to get Daryl Morey for that remark, and we'll talk. After the draft, yes, off season is under full in full swing, and the craziness that craziness starts again. But until next, thank you, thank you, pleasure as always, and we hope everyone enjoys the NBA finals. This has been the podcast that you go that uh, we will catch you next time.